Welcome to You Can't Do That, a podcast from four know-it-alls who know a medium amount. Uh, I am Rave, and my favorite Valentine's Day candy is exactly half of anything in the box that has a very dark chocolate shell. That's what I like. I'm Katie, and my favorite Valentine's Day candy is really any box of chocolates, um, unless it has the fruity nougat, in which case it can go fuck right off. Oh, yeah. Even the raspberry ones? Absolutely. You can have them, them, but yeah, we can share (laughs) a box of of chocolates. You can have all the fruity ones. Perfect. I'm Eva, and my favorite Valentine's candy is anything that's like punishingly sour. Like, I will just give me a bag of like Valentine's Warheads so I can sear the skin off my tongue. (laughs) That's what I want. I'm Kelly, and my favorite Valentine's Day candy is any box of chocolates, but I have to steal it. Like, it's not as fun for me if it's something that's given to me. It's much more fun if it's, like, something that's in my parents' kitchen, and I'm just going to be, like, surreptitiously, like, sneaking some. It's much more I thought fun. you meant, like, shoplifting. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not 14 anymore. Like, Don't tell them. <laughs> that was not 14 anymore. Yeah. <laughs> That was a nice time. It's over now. Does Kelly have a secret <laughs> lifting tumbler? <laughs> Do people still think I'm a 14-year-old? Yes, that's fine. <laughs> it's funny that Kelly and I only like candy if it makes someone else's life slightly worse. Uh, that's, that's what we like to do. So today, we will be deciding if we have any hot takes on recent Caps games. We'll be asking if the Western Conference is, like, okay? Are they okay? No. We will be paying tribute to a next level dreamy dreamboat. We will be shooting Cupid's arrows at some lonely hockey hearts. And we will be answering some listener questions. So let's start with this week in hockey. And in particular, this week uh, in the cap. So our first game this week was against the, our beloved Canucks, mm. Chaos West. We won 3-2. to two. I was there. It was great. We had a wonderful time. Um, unfortunately, I was like, oh, no, I do love the Canucks. I've won. Kelly, like, I've won. I've won. I did it. You <laughs> fully incepted me. I don't, I'm not a hondo, a hondo on Katie, but I've, I've, I've gotten most of you. you pretty much done it, yeah. <laughs> Katie, we're going to go. Next time, next time it's a Caps-Nucks game, we're going to go together. My, my wonderful friends Dana and Russell took me this time, but next time. Yeah. Buddy, it's you. I'm open to it. I'm open. And I was spending the, I was like, not only do I love them, I know things about them. Like I was like saying, like, here's what Elias Pettersson is going to do. He's either going to be really great and really flashy and fun, or he's going to fall down, which he did multiple times. (laughs) And my friend Dana was like, is he top heavy? And I was like, yes. It's that big, like alien head. It's like giant on a stalk, like waving about. Like a pool noodle neck. Yes, as Katie said. He's mostly pool noodle, I would say. He is. He's a lot of pool noodle, man. Like some pipe cleaner mixed in there, too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Those big guys outside a car dealership. You know what else I learned about the Canucks? Mm. I learned that Bo Horvat is named after David Bowie. Bo is short for Bowie. Wow. (gasps) That's delightful. That is like the definition of a fun fact. Yeah. Yeah. My grandfather's name was Bo. I know that's a Swedish name. So I didn't really look a gift horse in the mouth. I was like, sure. Got some heritage. (laughs) Uh, But then I Wikipedia'd him the other day. And lo and behold, a beautiful surprise. He was named after David Bowie. That's so nice. Well, I like that. That's just glamorous and sexy. Yeah. Ugh. Nice. That's wonderful. So the other thing that happened during that game was that our beloved Jay Beagle, a former member of the Capitals uh, who won the cup with us, our sweet puppy who we met, came home for his first home game. 
they did a little tribute, uh, which we'll get into. Uh, but the atmosphere in 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 Cap One was just like so. Everybody chanted, everybody clapped, everyone was just like on their feet. He cried, I cried, the Caps all cried. Uh, it, oh, it was just so nice. It was so sweet. In the van, they they just released like Vancouver, as all Canadians do, has a lot of extra content, um, and so they just released <laughs> the one for this past like roadie, and it had Beegs skating around the rink, uh, in in the cap like watching all the Caps fans with their signs up, and it had like a slow pan of all the signs and Beegs' face getting really really touched, and all Aww. the signs were really sweet and fun, um, and really cute, and then obviously there's a lot of foot- footage of Beegs being like very emotional. Didn't they? Aww. Didn't they play? Didn't I read on Twitter that they played "Dog Days Are Over"? <laughs> yes, yep, I read that they did. too. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Someone's uh, having fun at work. <laughs> that's a real crier for me. That oh song. yeah. So it's like just make it just make it worse. Yeah. But the video itself, Katie, I want to I want to hear your thoughts on it because I barely noticed. I was just like, "Yay, pigs!" and everyone screaming. But Katie, listen, this video. Let's talk about this. So here is the thing. We love Jay Beagle. I know that the Capitals love Jay Beagle. I think it's great that they did a tribute video. I just, where is the video team from last season? That's what I want to know. Where did they go? Because they got like a bunch of like 14 year olds doing a school project to make this video. It's like made in (laughs) iMovie. It took five seconds. There's like a photo collage in it of Jay Beagle standing with fans. Like just one of those like montage, like a like a screensaver. It looks like a screensaver. It's <laughs> insane. The only footage that they have okay. of him that's like other than like game footage and this photo collage is him in a car talking about how he's sorry he doesn't have like a Mercedes or whatever. I- I'm sorry, what? Like what? Right. From our perspective, he deserved better. But from Jay Beagle's I used a flip phone until 2016 perspective, maybe all he wants is like a PowerPoint presentation. Maybe that's like where he feels at home. No, even the music was off. In addition, this is the Washington Capitals. They love a PowerPoint presentation, and they have never been good at videos. What like about I don't know. Like what? that is just what they have. No, 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 that, no, no, no. This is the team. Ellie. No, no, no. Mm. Hold on, Kelly. Mm. This is the team that brought us mm. Super Friends. Okay, that was a bajillion years ago. We're talking about last okay, that's season. A million years ago. If you, I'm just, last it season. It was, but I also want to recall. Cast your mind back to yeah to last season, and they did do a good job on those videos, but also. When you look at like the comparison, this is the Stanley Cup, right? Like we're at the very end. This is when you bring out your big guns. What's Vegas doing? They're putting on a performance. There's like lights and sounds and, you know, flashing, whatever, fire sticks. That's in the arena, though. That's totally different team. What do the Caps do? They make a video. And like it's a good video, but like proportionally, they're proportionate. Kelly, do you see what I'm, I'm saying so about their Kelly, proportionate no, abilities? You're wrong. I'm invoking my moderator privileges to end this segment because you're wrong. No, but. I'm going to die on this hill. They're not good. Some of them are good. There were many good ones last year. I will say that. Yikes. There were many yeah, good ones last year. Point. But I will say, I that's think that they're the proportionate point. to, they're proportionate, like they bring out their big guns. They've got one person who can video edit and they bring that one person out to do video editing when they feel it's like the most important time. That's what I'm saying. That's an opinion that, that you certainly have. So <laughs> Legally, you are allowed to have that opinion. We Yes, I am. And thank you. I didn't say allowed. I said that she has it. Hmm. And I only said legally. I feel like Eva when we insult Brent Burns. Let's talk about the other good thing that happened, uh, which is that 
if anyone was listening, Ovi became the top all-time Russian-born scorer because he's the best, and I love him so much. And his parents wrote him a little letter. Did you guys all read that letter? Oh, uh, we yes. did. It was so good. Can we all agree that that made us cry? Yes. Again? I mean, everything makes me cry. But, yeah. <laughs> it didn't make me cry. It did make me pause. Yeah. Feel one emotion. Yeah. That's all I can ask from you. That's uh, yeah. really just one emotion. Uh, in a quiet moment. Yeah, and that emotion was just like a deep, a deep and powerful love. And what they did, uh, which I thought was really great, was they really celebrated how he continues to play the game like a child. So we've gone a little long on this game, so we're going to keep going. Uh, the next one was against the Avs. Um, so I don't remember anything that happened in this game, except that Kuzi can't stop scoring breakaway goals or swearing on a live mic, which is wonderful. <laughs> I love him so much. I love him so much, and I do feel like every time I host, I'm like, it's You Can't Do That Koozie Edition, which is, like, on brand for me. But I, I'm going to do it again because Isabel Krishudian of the Washington Post wrote another great article about him. Uh, and, you know, it's obviously wonderful and full of great quotes, like every Koozie article. But I wanted to just, like, take a quick second for this quote from uh, Caps GM Brian McClellan. Uh, who said last month, how hard he wants to compete out there dictates its, his play. He could be one of the best players in the league if he chose to be. And I want to take a quick second with he, like, who does that sound like to you guys? He has to want is, it more. That is he verbatim. To, that mm. is verbatim the quote that I would say seven or eight to 12 people said about Alexander Semin back in the day. And to be fair, they were right. I mean, they were sure. completely right. And, and they're not totally wrong about Kuzi in the no. sense that, like, he has to stop taking penalties, for instance. He has to yes. want to win badly enough that he wants to win more than he wants to do something funky like steal a stick that's stuck in the boards because of whimsy. I don't know if it was in this article, but there was a quote from Kuzi that basically was saying, like, you know, like when you're in a game and sometimes you get bored and to get yourself back in the game, you slash a little too much <laughs> and you take a penalty in the offensive zone. Like, yeah, I do. That doesn't really speak to me of a, you know, like a hundo, a hundo commitment in the same no. way. Not that he doesn't work hard. He does obviously work hard. Uh, but I think there's a difference between, I don't know, like... Koozie, I feel like, doesn't carry the weight of the world on his shoulders, which can be a great thing, but can also say, mean that he doesn't always, for example, back check. Let's hear from Eva. Let's yeah. hear from Eva. Yeah, he's been he's been very, like, pretty across the board consistently upfront with the fact that, like, he loves hockey, but hockey is not the end of the fucking yes. world. Like, yeah. it is a game that we play. We yeah. play it for money, but it's still a game. Like, at the end of the day... It don't matter that much. It's <laughs> like a pretty cool perspective for a professional yes. hockey player to have, especially in this realm of like, you must be the the automaton that only plays hockey at its right. at its peak performance all the time. And I I just I don't know, man. Like maybe it's just because that whole like you must be trying as hard as you can to win these games for me is just like reeks of capitalism too much for me because I've never mm -hmm. really loved that and I kind of like I'm like Evgeny Kuznetsov anti-capitalist hero by not trying <laughs> hard maybe I was gonna say that Alex Ovechkin also has that like joie de vivre like it's okay if like I lose sometimes kind of thing I mean not quite as much obviously because he does a little bit carry the weight on his shoulders mm -hmm. but he does also is like this is a game this is a game we're playing but i will say he is also committed to not taking penalties in the yes. offensive zone anymore when yes. he used to do that a lot 
Yes. And I I do think in part, like for me, my problem with it is that it demands a performance of suffering. Like the issue isn't really that Koozie doesn't care enough. The issue is that he doesn't seem to be sad enough when things don't go well. Hmm. Um, And as my capsona, I relate to that heavily in that my affect is not always as sad as my sadness is. Uh, And I think that I think there's that part of the reason that he's such a good player is because he prioritizes his own well-being over performing sadness for somebody else. So mm-hmm. I'd just like to say, shut up, Brian McClellan. Uh, but also, Koozie, don't take those stick penalties. Thanks. Can I say one funny thing about Koozie before we go on? Yeah, one one quick thing. It's so short. It was just, it made me very happy when he was giving his post game after the Avs game because I was talking to my dad about how much I love Koozie and I was like, he's just such a good boy. Like, they had to tell him to stop swearing on camera so much. And that was immediately when he said, shit like that happens. And I was just like, <laughs> the timing was so perfect. So that was a lovely gift that my, my father and I got to enjoy on a Wednesday evening. Thanks, Eva's dad. Okay. Uh, so the last game this week was versus the Florida Panthers, which we lost in overtime five to four. Here's the funnest thing about that game. I learned that Ariana Grande was a huge Panthers fan when she was a kid. And then she got hit by two separate pucks. Two pucks. Two separate games and got to ride the Zamboni. She was the first person to get hit by a puck in their new arena. That is so crazy. (laughs) And she drove the Zamboni. And she, they said she got... Like, her parents said that after she got hit by, like, the first or the second puck, I think it was the first one, like, a players were, like, felt bad, so they, like, gave her gear, and we're like, here's, I guess, a shin pad. Uh, sorry, you were grievously wounded, young child, who will eventually grow up to save pop music. And I think they said after the second one, they were just like, eh, she's used to it now. She didn't get anything. <laughs> That's her real claim to fame, as being, like, the Florida Panthers' number one fan. Ariana Grande has been touched by God. If we can get Ariana Grande to perform at uh, the Stanley (gasps) Cup final, I'm going to ascend into the stratosphere. Why would you put that in my head? That's too good. Uh, But really fast, we only have a couple of minutes. But so the take machine is really grinding up right now because (laughs) we lost. Because uh, and and in fairness, we do have kind of a tough March lineup. Like we're going to play the Bolts thrice. Yikes. Oh so many. Yikes, 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 yikes. They yikes. just got beat by the blues, though. But are we their nightmare still? Because if we are. Oh, interesting so. question. I guess we'll find <laughs> out. I guess we will. <laughs> so does anybody have a take? You guys got takes? What should we do? How should we fix it? Oh, Who should get spanked? Buddy, my take is like, oh, God. Yeah. What do we do? We're all doing the shrug <laughs> emoji right now because our takes are shrug <laughs> Professor Kelly, do you have a take? I think keep don't trade Andre. Yeah, don't trade him. Yeah, that, that no, line is your only so well. line that's good right now, y'all. Yeah, they're fucking cruising. Our third line, yeah, it's the only good line. It's the only one. Yeah. Um, I mean, not not that it's like better than the other lines, but it's better than the other <laughs> lines, and it's mostly that the other team's third line suck. So it's like that's a great matchup. Love it. Um, I mean, so, yeah, they're producing more. In- yeah. yeah, they're producing. Play them more. Lars Eller's yep. doing great, buddy. And mm. I don't know, maybe Todd Reardon should be more consistent with his discipline because I've mm. noticed that after yep. he's made such a big fuss about penalties that he hasn't been enforcing the same rules with everyone. So. And that's what we talked about. I'm just saying. That he has be to consistent. be consistent. He's got, you know, treat them like third yep. graders, et cetera. Children exactly. and dogs. Yeah. So what, what hockeys yeah. are. Yeah, you sit koozie, but you don't sit TJ. 
you don't sit TJ. So I, what I'm learning from this is that like, I don't have to listen to you. Right. That's what yeah. I'm hearing. Right. <laughs> to be fair, or I learned that from almost every interaction with a human, but. Yeah, true. Okay. Uh, so our takes are listen to Kelly more, which is always our take. And, uh, and also we already won the cup last year. I did read that last time, uh, we were in the cup final, we did miss the playoffs the following year. So, you know, that's a tradition we could. It was a different situation. It was 1998. We all had flip phones. It's totally different. Yeah. Once doesn't constitute a tradition. Yes. Agreed. (laughs) Okay, so let's move to the rest of the NHL. We'll start with the Atlantic Division, our buddies in the East. I've said this before, but, like, who cares? Like, uh, have the, I mean, you guys have any updates? They're good. Who cares? Move on. They're good. Who cares? Austin Matthews got that paper. Uh, I am excited for Austin Matthews. He's going to buy so many stupid things. I'm excited to see what dumb ass shit he does with that rich boy money. Because he has, like... You know the phenomenon where someone has, like, I don't want to say swag, but, like, swag, but no taste. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, purchasing, like, a like a 17-year-old Justin Bieber. Yes. There and it is. I, I, you, you might be shocked to hear that that speaks to me. Yeah. <laughs> a, a tacky idiot. I'm really excited to see what, like, dumb car and loafers yep. and, like, light-up neon green drone sandwich delivery no, robot. No, he's going to be whatever, out here in, finds. he's going to get himself a Parada bag and, like, he's yep. going to end up with, like, some, he's going to end up with those shorts that are made out of two kinds of material, like, cut diagonally, mm. and he's going to be mm-hmm. a commission, and it's going to be amazing. And he's going to wear it with the fur-lined loafers. The yes, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Oh, God, I want to see him in those loafers. Yeah, I love gonna, those fucking he's loafers. He's going like, to be like Cardi B music video style money. You know what I mean? Like That's just what I'm picturing is like the money music video. But Austin Matthews. We've seen Andre in Red Bottoms. It's time to see Austin in Red Bottoms. Yeah, it's time. absolutely. Uh, so let's move now to the west so i was looking at the stats to remind myself like what's actually happening in the west and like it's it's a trash fire you guys it's really bad so like the top teams are really good like the flames the sharks the jets the preds they're all like over 70 points they're doing fine but everybody else like anaheim their last they're uh, still like eight points out of a wild card position. Like that's, that's how what's bad interesting. It is. It's not necessarily how bad. It's that they're all and they all have a legitimate yes. shot. Even the garbageest team. Even yep. the garbageest team. You really never know who's gonna Dallas it and just like plummet. Yes, you mm-hmm. really don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and guess by the way, I I just want to <laughs> say guess how many games. This is a treat for Eva. Out of their last twenty one games, how many have the Ducks won? You guys know zero. Four. Six. It's two. Two. <laughs> it's two. Wow, wow, that is a present. That is I'm so wow. happy. Bad. That is so bad. Oh. They just that's... fired their coach, and I saw a tweet on the internet, and I can't remember who said it now, but it was basically like talking about how like all the coaches in the West have been fired this year, and all the West is just in flames, and how they're all just going to be, you know, like the flames are going to be feral, leading themselves, Connor McDavid. <laughs> who knows what's going to happen to him? Seriously, who knows, though? Was the last game before the Ducks coach got fired? Because I saw a tweet that was like, Philadelphia has gotten like three coaches fired this year. 
discipline. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because they were like, yeah. Which is like the most Flyers vibe is like, you yeah. don't even go to win, you go to get somebody's coach fired. Yeah. Like, that's mm-hmm. what it's about. It's like, how did you know it was a real problem? It's when we lost when the we flyer. Lost. <laughs> yeah, so they got like the Ducks coach flyered. I don't remember what the other one was. Was it the Blues maybe? I don't know. And then, remember. of course, they got their yeah. own coach fired too. Mm. So just having fun. I-, I love that. Oh, my God. Did you guys see, speaking of coaches, um, Hitchcock of the Edmonton Oilers <gasps> lambasted yes. his team again. Yes. Like, but, like, it was, I didn't see it this. was Tell me. rough, man. It was so rough. He was just like, okay, number one, in the last game, they um, they had the assistant coach run the bench instead of Hitchcock because they were like, I don't know, maybe this will work. It's Sure. Because they're such a problem team. And Hitchcock was told the media straight up. He's like, at this point of the year – the coach can't want it more than the players. These Ooh, guys are not playing a team game. They're yes. playing whatever. And it's true. Like, I saw Leon Dreisaitl. Like, I don't know. Like, someone took the puck from him, and he just watches him go. <laughs> he, he just, like, watches him. He's like, I could go after him. Or I could just swan around over here and, like, make my hair look beautiful. Oh, look. There it goes. It's a real mood. That's an Oilers. That's an Oilers And mood. then they I mean, scored. Yeah. Oh god, they, that they, delights they, me. They went down three goals in the third period. Connor McDavid is the desiccated corpse of his former self. It's so <laughs> oh bad, y'all. It's so sad. R.I.P. I saw the like the thing where it was like a picture of him out on the ice, like before practice, just like practicing with like eighty pucks and no yeah. one around him. And I was like, oh, penance. There He's it is. Penance. There's the Oilers. Um, I did see. I saw that tweet that was like Ken Hitchcock is like doesn't know what the fuck is wrong with his team or whatever the headline was but it had like you know a picture of him scowling on it and all i could think was that i rem- all i remember about ken hitchcock specifically going fr- going to edmonton earlier this year was the revelation that his nickname is snorlax so i'm sorry what <laughs> it's snorlax it's on his wikipedia page are you kidding i've always heard a hitch no snorlax <laughs> No wonder they're not listening to him. Who could Hold listen on. to a coach called Snorlax? Did I make this up? Is this no. like when they change people's Wikipedia pages to be like the owner is Braden Holby or whatever? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it might be. No, I thought. Well, I love that. And from now on, it's true. Even yeah, if it is it's Snorlax. Uh, one person said about Snorlax, there, there was an article that was like, it, fi- it finally hits him, Edmonton's losing culture. <laughs> it's like, oh, whatever's in the water, he finally drank the water and it's in his bloodstream and now he's cursed forever. Oh, man. <laughs> you guys, it's the saddest story in the world. But then, you know what's another sad story? The little Avs, the little Colorado Avalanche, who used to be just absolutely cruising and were, like, on on track for a great season. They were mm-hmm. really going to do their fans proud. They are bad now. They are not yeah. good. They are worse than the Blues. And, like, the they Blues are. did just beat the Preds back-to-back twice in a row. So, like, that's fine. Are they worse than us? They are worse than us. Uh, I, 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 wow. And people, I, I by people are saying, uh, articles on the internet that I saw are saying that it is because of goaltending, mm. which is true. Like, known domestic abuser Semyon Varlamov can obviously suck it <laughs> in hell. Mm-hmm. But, like, our own sweet Philip Grubauer, like, that's a good, he's a good goalie. He's not he's the so greatest good. goalie. Remember when Gruby taught that, that little girl how to get up? Yes. In her goalie oh, pad by and in that sense he is the greatest. And showing her how to 
so honestly the Av should get a playoff berth just for that action absolutely like, come on I will say I think it's just because they're like the the issue number one a little bit goaltending number two it's because they're like a top line and nothing else mm-hmm. yeah true sure and that top line is so good they are great Fire. Yeah. But everything else is just kind of like a spongy morass. It's like when you cook something and it looks dope as hell, and then you cut into it, and then it just flunks. It falls yeah. down. <laughs> the abs are just the wet inside of a bad cake. Like, that's unfortunate. Underbaked. Mm-hmm. Underbaked. <laughs> um, but I want to know, like, can can a team's descent really ever be solely a goalie's fault, do you guys think? Like, No. No, no right? I mean, no. That's dumb. Not solely, No. Short answer. I mean, it's unlikely, I guess I should say. Very unlikely. Like, I could imagine it. Like, if you suddenly put me on the ice. Yeah. And then suddenly it's like, oh, the Capitals are not doing well. But even so, I think John Carlson should be working a little harder in front of me. Because he knows I don't know how to play goalie. So, like, work harder, John Carlson. But it's also, like, the Philadelphia Flyers effect, right? Like, they're a good team. But (laughs) their goaltender was, like, the suggestion of a wisp of a memory. Right. And that's it. And then our sweet boy Carter Hart came along. It, yeah. And like, could they play defense? Yes. Mm, but. Did they? <laughs> His nickname was Snorlax. I'm sorry. I'm still fast trucking myself <laughs> here. Because that is I was going to be really upset. Usually I don't care if I make stuff up, but I was going to be really mad if that was something I made up. <laughs> um, did you hilarious. guys see, it was talking about the Avs goalies. Did you see after the Avs played in Washington, there's a really cute picture the next day yes. of Groupie like skulking around at Kettler or whatever it was. Well, you know, his girlfriend is from D.C. And he said, like, I'm coming back to D.C. in the off season. Like, he yeah. loves this city. Yeah. He used to play roller Aww. hockey in front of the White House. Like, like, my, uh, like Mike Green, who has a, a house in the area. Like who's, Mike who's, Green. Who's, who's you know, I grew area. up here and I'm kind of, I'm ready to leave. These guys are like, that's the greatest city in the world. Is it? Here's the thing. It's it? what happened. And I think this is happening with all my friends is we all left in our 20s and people are coming back in ah. the 30s. That, is that Everyone is? I know is like thinking about moving back now, including me. <laughs> We're just all like, nah, I don't know. So now move like back, Mike Green and back, Drew Bauer are like, back. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> I am a DC transplant and I love it here. I, I'm i very happy here and I understand it completely. That's wonderful. Now, so I hear that and I respect that, but what if we all just moved to Nashville? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of solutions. There's a lot of solutions. We've got options. I want to talk really fast. So the other thing about the West is, A, I always forget that the Canucks are not, like, second in the whole West. Like, that's that just what I That was a while think. ago. <laughs> you know, it was true for a minute. Yeah. Are we going to get Kelly mad again? No, no. I, w- I got annoyed in the in the group chat about it because I'm like, listen, <laughs> they actually are. Well, I can't actually say it now that I have to say it out loud. I'm like, no. But she's right uh. in the sense that they are really fun to watch. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just that like in the rankings, they are not that quote unquote good. And that's why numbers are fake, uh, which we've said many times. Numbers are fake. And last week, they were in a playoff spot. All I want, I actually don't want them to make the playoffs because I want them to get another uh, boy. I would love it if they got Jack Hughes, who's going to be the number one pick next year. Because his his brother is on the Canucks in their Oh, he's Quinn. In their prospects. Is it Quinn? That's right. And so wouldn't that be nice to have another pair of brothers? I'm just saying it'd be great for the narrative. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. true. It's the right move for the Canucks to have brothers. I also want to talk about the stars because that's a dryer fire. Like they, so first of all, like uh, maybe having mean executives and an incompetent front office is like 
not good. Now, hang on a second, Ray. (laughs) Are you telling me that when you go to work in the morning and your boss's boss's boss has taken out a full page ad in the newspaper to talk specifically about how bad you suck at your job, that doesn't make you want to come in and do better. That makes you want to say, fuck all of this. I'm getting drunk at work. Bye. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're... I know it sounds crazy, Eva, but you're right. That's not the most motivating (laughs) way to run an organization. Toxicity and negativity and just a poisonous attitude from your top-down management is bad. (laughs) And it's unfortunate because, like, Dallas could have this great Island of Misfit Toys vibe uh, in, in a similar way to what Vegas had, although obviously very different. But, like, you could you could kind of be like, oh, this is like where this is Tyler Sagan's like a redemption arc. You could be like, this is Jamie Ben's redemption arc. Like there's a, there's a certain gather the losers and make them better. But like, it's not going to work if you're mean. It just no. doesn't work like that. You got to lean into being sucky and just be like, we're bad. Canucks. When they're bad, they're like, I guess this is happening. They're just and like they have a nice fail forward mentality where mm-hmm. when they're interviewed they're like you know I think we tried really hard but Carter Hart sure is a good goalie so oh good I job, love guys. that so much growth <laughs> when, mindset when, Phil- when Philadelphia won their goalie Carter Hart they the Canucks just spent their post game interviews complimenting him telling him he did a good job so cute that's a nice way they're to react cute. to your loss as opposed to just like punishing yourself yeah. Can I tell you my favorite stars moment from this week? And I feel kind of bad because, like, I don't want to put it on blast. Like, <laughs> however, he he did it. To Jamie Ben at one a.m. on Twitter <laughs> <laughs> replying to his beautiful ex's tweets is such cancer. a he is a cancer. He is a cancer. Like, it's not relatable for me personally because I cut people out of out of my life. But like. Yes, like just a, just exactly like of course, Jamie. Of course, that's what you would do. Yeah. It's like yes. she had tweeted something that was like, that was like, ah, oh, at least one person thinks I'm funny, and then Jamie's like, two, two. sad face. <laughs> it's so, and there was, and then he did the same thing like an hour oh later because oh she had God. said something about how like how many people on Instagram have to tell you they like your ugly pants before oh you God, buy them or something, and he was like, just one me, <laughs> I like them. <laughs> You already oh did that God. one. You already did that one. I love it so much. I was gonna say I I just had a theory. I wonder if like the stars' mood, the mood of the stars is uh, ill-advised contact with your ex at one a.m. Yes, in Ooh. different flavors. Yep. Mm-hmm. Tyler Sagan. Yep. Suggested, not suggestive. Straight up nude Snapchat. Jamie <laughs> Ben slightly sad cancer reply on trying Twitter. a little you know, like, too hard to play it cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I can see all of them doing some variation of this. What is um the Russian guy who's like friends with? Oh, Tino? Radulov. He's yeah, got, he's got show up outside your window, drunk face. That's <laughs> Radulov. He's like, hello, I have leftover. Hello, you want to eat this? I guess. <laughs> What I think he also is, he also is like a group text by accident kind of thing. Like, oh, I just include you by accident. <laughs> kind of like, Oops. I'm at fun party. You wouldn't want to come, right? What? <laughs> um, 
I yeah, I actually I asked Jamie to come on the pod to explain this and to sort of talk about it, but he's actually so embarrassed that he will not. Come, which <laughs> well, uh, he's oh, Jamie. he's also really wet too because uh he got he got stuck out in the rain carrying his mom's yep. bags for he's their mom's trip. He he's in a Taylor Swift song. I I loved that picture. Me too. And I was like, Jamie, don't you think it would be better like to come hang out with some friends on the pod? And he was like, No, I can't. So I don't know. I hope we'll hear from him soon. I hope he's doing better. I need to go Poor take Jamie. my mom's bag through the rain because <laughs> she's Poor suffered need- so much for me. We got to put this picture on the Instagram because if you wanted to describe what a cancer is, like what the <laughs> astrological yeah. sign represents, oh, yeah. this is the perfect picture. Show all your friends. Show your parents. This is the one. Like that uh, picture followed good. by the tweets and the timestamp on the tweets of like, yes. you know, 1 a, 109 a.m. or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the, like that's cancer yeah. in the dictionary of the zodiac sign cancer. That's it. Just those two pictures. Really Great. a gift. Great. This week's Dreamboat has seven, count them, seven world championships. Uh, this week's Dreamboat has an Olympic gold medal and two Olympic silver medals. This week's Dreamboat is five foot eleven. This week's Dreamboat is 170 pounds. This is a brick house. And her name is Hillary Knight. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so this dream boat is a little bit overdue um, because I feel like we talk about her all the time and like we should have we should have addressed this this issue that we all have long ago. I mean, to be fair, we tried to. We didn't have enough time. We tried, but we ran out of to time to get into it properly. But luckily, uh, today is the NWHL uh, All Star Game that we're recording. We're recording on Sunday, uh, so it worked out. It worked out great. So let's do a little like a quick overview, and then we can have our feelings <laughs> yeah. that we need to have. So Hillary Knight plays for Team USA and the Lady Habs, the Montreal Canadiens. The Fabs. Um, she started competing in boys' leagues when she was five. Um, and she grew up at a time when uh, Chicago Hawks games weren't often televised. So she cheered for the Chicago Wolves, which were a minor league team at the time that she thought was in the NHL. So presumably she was really disappointed when she found out that they weren't. <laughs> and Eva, fun fact, she got obsessed with the Detroit Red Wings at around the same time that you as a child would have been watching the Detroit Red Wings. We have from so afar. much in common that we can talk about. So much that you can talk about. Honeymoon. Um, <laughs> So she went to uh, University of Wisconsin, and she has here's here's a fun, sexy fact. She has the record for the most goals by University of Wisconsin hockey, male or female, in school history with 143. Mm. That's a lot of goals. That's, yeah, that's a lot. That's cool. a lot of goals. Cool, cool. cool. Uh, and she she left college for a year when she was 20 to train for the 2010 Olympics. So she was the youngest player to play for the men's or women's side. So basically, she's just like better than all the dudes. And let's let's really quick get into like the first moment that I was like, I mean, I always knew that I loved Hillary Knight. Like I knew that I loved Hillary Knight as soon as I knew that there was a women's Olympic hockey team because she's obviously. But like when I knew, knew, knew is when 
former Dreamboat Brian Boyle, and she mm-hmm. were chatting on the sidelines before she participated in the, was it the 2017? No, it was, I think it was last year. I think it was last year. Okay, so I definitely knew before then, then. This is not actually my defining moment because I was well, well under the crushing but weight. It is still a good moment. But it was a good moment uh, that she was, and we've already talked about it, but it was super horny, so let's talk about it some more. She's demoing the accuracy competition at the the NHL All-Star Game, and uh, she beat everyone except Dreamboat Brian Boyle and potential Dreamboat Brock Besser. Uh, that's it. She beats Sidney Crosby. Like, she's so good at hockey. And she's also like an activist like she really uh advocates hard for equal pay in the women's game she led the women's team in 2017 for the threat on their like plan to boycott the world championships if they didn't get their money and she's planning she has said she's planning to go to law school also she skipped the women's team white house visit to hang out with her grandma which was so good while um this was not while barack obama was president this was while the current president (laughs) was president and she did not go she went to hang out with her grandma fantastic also y'all should see her instagram because oh yeah my god so as i was as i was as i was preparing that story is always a winner Mm-hmm. As I was preparing for this dreamboat, I was like, I, I kind of realized that, like, I feel completely fine about publicly objectifying men and their bodies, and I, like, don't care, and it's fine. Um, but I had a little bit of reservation. Uh, I was like, well, let's celebrate <laughs> Hillary Knight's accomplishments and her personality, and we should do that, and they yeah. are amazing. But, but also, also, I love ARM. Yeah. I love and that's the other thing. That is the other thing. Those thirst traps ain't for a usual heterosexual dude. Um, those no. are for a more diverse no. audience. So thanks, <laughs> Hillary Knight. Yeah. Thanks for catering to us. She knows what she's doing. Did you see the one where she's in her sports bra and she's yeah. like lifting and she's like, hello, workout partner. Like it's first person PO. Yeah. Like how dare you? She does Insta stories of her like carrying wood that she's chopped herself to okay. her cabin. Like all it's right. a lot, yeah. bro. It's a lot for Yeah, it's a lot for me. It's a lot for all of us. But I just, mm-hmm. I love her so much. And like, I'm going to once again publicly issue a Hillary Knight date me challenge. Like, for real, please, girl, call me. Please <laughs> fucking call me. <laughs> huh. Like, dreamiest dreamboat of all time, I think, for sure. Like, yeah. top spot. Like, Hillary I Knight. feel like I can, I can pretty easily drum up some weird horny stuff to say about the stupid men we talk about here. But I'm literally just gazing out the window into the snow like with like a gentle white noise in my head that's just like <laughs> Hillary Knight Hillary Knight I, like I don't even like ha, uh, uh. I know you know I do know. we have moments or photos we'd like to discuss in particular are there things nope. that have stuck with us okay everyone's hand went up so Kelly <laughs> yes I want to talk about the dog content because I will say <gasps> no. we haven't talked about it yet and it's very important to talk about her cute dog I have a whole bullet point that just says dogs dog <laughs> she has cute dogs and they are in her instagram a lot and she walks them and takes them around and like i don't know just like something about her in like a hoodie and a snapback <gasps> and her dogs is just just a wonderful and soothing thing mm-hmm. taking them on little car rides it's great 
Mm-hmm. It's kind of the opposite of like Claude Giroux dog content where Claude <laughs> Giroux is like, I will take them everywhere because I love to take care of my dogs. And Hillary's like, my dogs are my friends and my equals. <laughs> like, I'm not going to put them in a stroller. Like, we're going to go I do want some... this together. I want the contrast oh of this oh together. Claude Giroux and his little purse dogs in their little strollers. <laughs> He's rollerblading them in the street. And Hillary Knight's just like growing out with her dogs, like treating them like like her equals. We're all walking oh. down on our own two feet or four feet if you're a dog. <laughs> Hillary Knight's dogs are on a skateboard next to them. They're not in a stroller. They're Please, on a skateboard. Please, God in heaven, grant this woman's wish. Katie, were you going to say something earlier? Yeah, I, I do love her dogs. I'm a known dog lover. Katie <laughs> is loves dogs <laughs> and loves her dogs and loves seeing her with her dogs. Um, but I was thinking specifically of the selfie that she posted in her Insta story recently um, where she's like in a sports bra and she just got like these fucking shredded arms shredded abs and she's got like the cute selfie face and she's like felt cute might delete later and i'm just like please just please date me please date me for this valentine's day i would like to put one thing into the universe and that is hillary knight fucking call me girl please call me (laughs) (laughs) i want to hear from eva because her faces that she's making and her hand gestures her clutchy fists are incredibly evocative and eloquent but i want to hear words from your mouth eva do you think you can make a word um (laughs) the one picture that always comes into my mind is a photo of her it's like kind of got like a bluish cast over it and it's her i think just on a bench in a locker room and again Pretty sure she's in a sports bra. Pretty Always. sure that's how she takes like 90% of her photos. Pretty sure that's why I'm going to die a premature death. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's like where she's like bent over tying one of her skates and it's just oh God, arm, yeah. Yeah. leg, yeah, 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 and yeah. like arm. Yeah. Arm. Yeah. And didn't she, I'm sorry, didn't she do the Sports Illustrated body issue? Oh my God. If she I did, have a memory. please send mm-hmm. to I had to block that out, I think. Block <laughs> it out. Please send to me. Um <laughs> I Can I can I say um and I'm okay with with objectifying in this way because I also think we've made it pretty clear that we love everything about her brain and body. So I love arm, but let's also not forget that I love leg. <laughs> <laughs> like we can't forget that. We no. mustn't forget. I mean and I love abs right <laughs> and i and i love heart and brain and, heart and brain and spirit but, and soul and face but, and face uh, and but, hair but but leg. i do but we we love uh leg i think well. that's what i said in the group chat i said to get myself in the mood for this segment i'm going to look at that like gif of a woman just crushing a watermelon between her thighs because like that's, <laughs> that's right that's the energy that <laughs> Hillary Knight yeah. brings to me, and uh, and also like me next. Yes, <laughs> that's yeah. how I want to die. I normally say yeah. this almost Take every episode now, but that's the real one. <laughs> that's how yeah. I'm going. Kelly just put in the Slack an absolutely iconic uh, Alex Ovechkin and Hillary Knight photo of them chatting at the All Star game. But like every time I see it, I'm just like Eiffel Tower me. Like Eiffel I Tower goes. That. Like it, that's what it is. I that's not that, why I and I wish I was dead. I, I, I'm, I'm starting to get uncomfortable with this. Not because I don't uh, 
uh, like I very much agree about the Hillary Knight thing, but because you know, one of our I need to like look up who it was, but one of um, our listeners who also follows me on Twitter and probably the rest of you guys too. Um, correctly identified this the moon in scorpio mood is like i like this person so much the most you're gonna get out of me is like <laughs> i guess they're okay um and that's kind of how i feel about the hillary knight thing it's just like i can't talk about it <laughs> kelly's champagne bottle is corked tightly yeah, right now mm. under pressure of just she's good at hacking she's there <laughs> I feel like I need like God. a break from the rest of this podcast. I'm just like, I'm sorry. I'm busy with Hillary Knight's Instagram now. I don't have time for the rest of you. <laughs> because I'm busy. Here's what's unfortunate. We did do that thing that we do sometimes where we put photos in Slack for our producers. Yeah. So that they understand. Only now we all have to look at those photographs. Yeah. And, and now Fuck, she's holding to... a Red Bull in that one picture and wiping I her mouth. That. I wish I was goddamn dead. <laughs> She's just like the full, she's like the complete package. You know what I mean? Like she just has every single thing. Yes, that I want. but she also, she also has this like fuckboy vibe. That's yeah. Like incredibly it's so wonderful. Sexy to me. It's so, so, like, sexy. It's, so good. She, speaking of like people who would, speaking of like texting your ex at 1 a.m. energy, like <laughs> Hillary Knight absolutely has like texting you and also a dozen other people. Like, so. No, 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 no. You text her. You're texting yeah, her. Yeah, you text her 100%. And she's Obviously like, you text her, but eh. like, there's got to be like one time every six months that you get a sup at 2.30 and you're like, Hillary's thinking about me. But she isn't. She sent that to literally everyone. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, you know the, the one, the meme of like the guy sending out DMs to like 20 women at the same time yes. and is like, oops, didn't know that wouldn't send separately. But even so, she can pull that shit, and like thirty seconds later, you're leaving like a cartoon shape outline through your say, wall. I was gonna say there's a U-shaped yeah. hole in the wall. Yeah. You're yep. gone. It was Ali Okan on Twitter who uh, was the one who correctly identified the Scorpio moon. And uh, thanks uh, in your honor, I'm gonna say um, no comment to all of this. <laughs> no comment. Kelly's. I would like to say in the same way that like Eva's mouth and face have been deeply expressive in ways you can't know because it's visual. Kelly's, the gradual tightening of Kelly's mouth as we continue to talk about this has also been <laughs> deeply eloquent. And uh, and I wish you could see it or hear it, but you can't. So yeah, I think we'll just have to move on. <laughs> I just, I'm just picturing, yeah, like the Kool-Aid man is me popping through her hotel room slash like house wall just like here log, i am log cabin that she hand hewn was that <laughs> and then she brings wood and she can't cook and uh oh it's upsetting uh yeah she's also here's a couple of fun hillary facts to just sort of like de-escalate us all from our fun? horrible arousal no they are fun these are oh, fun okay. and unsexy i promise well Mm, well, you can't no. make that promise, babe. Try can't me. Make that promise. Try me. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say, Katie. We know Katie can make things horny. Well, yeah. the first one is that she is friends with the ninety-something illustrator of Eloise, this iconic uh, Broadway artist, also named Hillary Knight, who's like a ninety-six-year-old dude, and they're like friends. They met, and they're friends I now. I forgot uh, about which... that, and I wish I was dead. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> wonderful. Okay, 
And then my other friendship fact that I love so much is uh, when she had a Reddit Ask Me Anything and she was asked who she'd like to play 101. And she replied, PK and I played one-on-one. Ask him how it went. Ha ha. Oh, yeah. Which is the, the fuckboyest possible way to respond yeah. to that. And then PK was asked about it and t- tweeted, she was unstoppable. Hashtag girl power. Because he's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> That's really nice, though. But, like, just the thought of Hillary Knight and... Pernell Carl Subban playing Suban. Why did I say so? it's because I'm because your brain a- is melted. Ours all <laughs> are. It's not your fault. I'm having an aneurysm. But like just the thought of them on the ice together is so nice it is. that I actually feel tears coming to my eyes in real time as I speak to you. <laughs> oh, god damn it. <sighs> so in conclusion, uh, sound clip of Leslie Jones shrieking, Hillary, I love you, Hillary! <laughs> Leslie Jones of Saturday Night Live at the Olympics covering the U.S. women's hockey team. <laughs> yeah. How are you guys holding up? Bad. Bad? Not good, man. I'm like four years deep in her Instagram just losing my mind. I've disassociated. <laughs> Can I also just, I would like to note that this is a one of the delightful rare occasions where our producers are not like, what the fuck is wrong with you when the pictures <laughs> pop up? <laughs> they're like, no, they're oh. on board and they're mm. contributing. They're adding their own oh pictures. Like if we don't choose a white dude, that's much more likely to happen because hmm. these guys are. It's almost mm. like white dudes are only palatable with context. They're exactly, exactly. <laughs> <sighs> Hillary Knight. Amen. My ex-boss told me he found my podcast and listened to an episode once, and he said, I didn't listen to any more, because I still wanted to be your friend. So. <laughs> fair. That's, That's fair. Just, my, for some reason, this, this segment made me think of that. Well, uh, and to all of our friends, I'd just like to say you're welcome. You are mm. welcome. Okay, so uh, this is a special segment that I like to call NHL's Lonely Hearts. So it is Valentine's week. Happy worst holiday of the year, everybody. Uh, But even though it is the day of love, some of our hockeys are really all by myself. MP3 out here. Uh, Here's... Here's something, for example, that Connor McDavid said this week on the chemistry between his Erie Otters buddies, Alex DeBrincat and Dylan Strome, now playing on the Blackhawks together. He said, they're probably two of the closest guys I've seen. They love each other off the ice. They love to play with each other on the ice. It's a connection that they both really like. So it sounds like he's fine. (laughs) He's fine. He's fine. Oh I think I said that on Twitter. It He's was like, great. when you're totally fine and not jealous at all, and everything's fine in Edmonton, and you're totally <laughs> fine out here with your 80 so pucks great. and no one else on the ice. 
Yeah, it's like me tweeting on Valentine's Day, which I undoubtedly will, where I'll be like, God, it's so nice to just be alone. Like, I just love you. <laughs> I love so. being single right now. It's just like I'm really enjoying the chance to get to know yeah. me. I love to, like, not be bought an expensive glass of wine and just, like, not have anyone tell me how pretty I am. Like, it's just wonderful. I'm really focusing on me right now and doing all the work myself. I'm really focusing on myself and taking out the trash by myself because I'm the only one taking out the trash. (laughs) Uh, But so, so obviously, not everyone can be (laughs) on a team that's like fully in love with each other. Like we can't all be the Kissington Hug Batols. We can't all be the Nashville Predators. But like, you shouldn't have to be on the Oilers either. So no one should have to be on the Oilers. There's some sad little dreamers out there, and in honor of Saint Valentine, we're gonna find them love. so we're going to figure out where these lonely, lonely boys should go, where they will find a love connection. Um, and let's start with the obvious one who we just spoke about, uh, Connor McDavid of the Edmonton Oilers. Where should we send him? Where is he going to go? Yes, Kelly. I have a strange one, and I'm open to being a diff- having a different answer, but this just popped into my head, and I kind of like it. The go Calgary on. Flames. <gasps> hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. The reason why I like this is many fold. Number one <laughs> is that there would be another young superstar. I mean, not Connor McDavid, but he's like quite good. Johnny Gaudreau. Johnny Gaudreau has such a childlike energy that literally Connor cannot like like down her down her ego or him down. Like he will be fine no matter mm. what. He's just going to take her bounce on his way to get a ham and cheese sandwich. Just chill out, <laughs> and eventually, this lack of response I think will help sort of like regulate Connor's negative emotions if he constantly if he, he brings this energy, negative energy to the table Johnny little Johnny Hockey doesn't care he's just gonna be like hey you want some of my Sour Patch Kids and Connor McDavid's gonna be like <laughs> yeah actually I do so you Thank know you. like I think it's kind of nice do you have any licorice he's gonna offer some of his <laughs> licorice I mean it does kind of it it does feel like when I'm going through like a very bad day and then you, Kelly, or you, Eva, will tell me about like something nice that a kid did that day and I'm like, oh, now it's better. Like I can see that being the Connor McDavid on the flames energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I sure. can see that. Johnny Gaudreau wrote me a little note on a post-it. Yeah, <laughs> that, that really helps. <laughs> oh, Katie, yes. I wanted to suggest that he should go to the Blues because I think he should be reunited with Pat Maroon. The Blues! And they could certainly use some help, but there's some big, good, corn-fed, hug-loving boys on the Blues, including (laughs) Colton Pareko. Pareko, thank you. Big boy. Uh, And Vladimir Tarasenko, Big Vova. I think that they would envelop him in such a warm, like love loaf that it would just (laughs) really make his heart sing see now i'm interested in that i love the phrase love loaf but like i do wonder if he has like if he needs like supportive management if he kind of needs like somebody who like believes in him because he hasn't really gotten that from ken hitchcock they would would they yeah i don't care about that but i'm interested in what his dynamic with vova would be like because Mm. i wonder if it would almost be like vova's very gentle he is and i don't i I think he maybe and and i think it would be balanced by your colton parecos and your pat maroons and such and such your alex petrangelos but um, (laughs) petrangelo again petrangelo i don't know how i said it the first time i'm sorry um but like there's something a little almost skittish about vova sometimes 
he's very nice, very soft, very gentle, mm. great dad. But I wonder if, like, you know that one comedy tweet that's, like, about uh, Bon Iver and Sufjan Stevens in their nest? Yes! And it's like, you startled me. Hey, Bon. <laughs> oh, you startled me, too. I wonder if that, I'm, I'm worried that that's the energy that if Vova and mm. Connor McDavid left alone in their nest of St. Louis. Would Startling each other in a nest. I did not get that vibe from Vova at all. I don't think that he startles easily. I, I think he's it. like a big, soft, warm, like bulldog that you just want to cuddle with. He's like Hillary Knight's bulldog, whatever that name is. I see Eva's slight shyness, though. I What I think is that the blues have that we are always a disappointment energy, and that is something that Connor McDavid has had enough of. He can't go to a franchise <laughs> that is embroiled in its disappointment. The blues Fair. are truly, they suffer really hardcore. I think he needs to go somewhere more upward. Before we move on to our next candidate, can I tell you who I thought of? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes. See, I thought that too. And Here's I the thing think- about the Hurricanes. Uh, they have no chance. Uh, and it's fine. It's like, let him go somewhere where like, if something happens and it's okay to fail. <laughs> yeah. But like here's the thing, like if they if they make the playoffs, it's a wonderful surprise. Like they don't have a fan base that's like rabid True. for them to win. They have a fan base that's excited if things go right, but they're also like Ugh. and I mean I'm sure there are horrible Hurricanes fans out there, but like in general, like North Carolina is not like the place where hockey fans go to be like intense and terrible. So he also would have in Justin Williams a Pat Maroon, a gentle guide dog to kind of calm him down, give him a little, give him some exercises and a treat, and just like let him shake for a minute uh, and then get through it. And I think that would be like a nice low key rest cure for him. That was my instinct. See, and and I thought that, and I think mostly I was attracted to the Justin Williams component. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's but not I, wrong. Well, I don't mean, I just mean for Connor McDavid. Uh, yes. I'm not trying to step on your third My dream boat here. Yeah. Um, also, I don't want to. Uh, but <laughs> it's only for me. But here's my worry, though, is the, the Canes aren't good. <laughs> <laughs> and they do have a wacky chaos energy of fun, like their little yeah. like falling down dominoes thing. I think that both those prongs are going to be too much for. for I Connor could see McDavid. that too. Yeah, I think he could have fun if he was on a team that was winning, but I don't know that he could have fun while being terrible in the way that you kind of have to be able to accept of like, oh, sure, like, ah, well. Yeah, it's so like even when you take you- an acting class uh, in high school, you have to be able to like have be loose enough and be afraid, not afraid to <laughs> fail enough to participate in the warm up mm-hmm. activity. Connor mm-hmm. McDavid will not participate in the warm up activity. Oh no, he's not going to pretend he's a sled. It's not going to no, happen. No, he's not no. going to. And the Canes love a warm up activity, so they do. Um, Eva, where do you think you should go before we go on? Sharks. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> ooh! The San Jose Sharks. They'll be too powerful, though. They're already, like, really good. If they had fucking Connor McDavid, are you kidding me? I mean, it would be too much for us, but, like, for him. Yeah. I'm saying they got, they're good. They're fun. Yep. And they have big men who will take care of him, but also yoink him out of his hair shirt of suffering. Yeah. I 
I could I could get into Brent Burns like lifting him like a baby and carrying yep. him across the locker room. Yep. I could I could get Brent Burns. I would love to watch the like Jumbo. months long process of Eric Carlson removing that stick from his ass, just like yeah. so gently and slowly. Like that would be wonderful. As we established last week, Eric Carlson is good for a clenched butthole, right? That's what we decided <laughs> when we right, were reading yeah. Katie's astrology sign. That's yeah. right. So uh, yeah, I think that's the winner. I think we're gonna send him to the sharks. Happy love connection, Connor McDavid. And now we're going to move to our next lonely heart. His name is Sergei Bobrovsky, and he's on <laughs> Columbus. Yes, Kelly. The Panthers. They already want him, and they're <gasps> going to go after him and uh, Artemi Panarin this summer. Uh, yeah. But I think that he should go right now and have a nice time on the beach. That sounds lovely. I think you'd have such a nice time on the beach. I really like that. So, have you ever been to Jacksonville? That <laughs> <laughs> is terrible. <laughs> Spoken like someone who has never been to Jacksonville. <laughs> Jacksonville's gross, but it's near St. Augustine. <laughs> I have not. I have never once in my life. But yeah, I do know that he likes Florida it. and that the Panthers want him and they're going after him this summer and they've been moving people, offloading them. That's really. That's uh, actually really fun. Room. I'm super happy to hear that the Panthers are going after him. I like that. <laughs> yeah, vibe. no, they're going after both of them. Yeah. Oh, I like mm-hmm. that a lot. I like the Panthers. I can't explain why. I know, same. And here's what I think. I know I said earlier at the beginning of the season when we were all making our off-base predictions, I said, I think the Panthers are going to be good this year. (laughs) And I was super duper wrong. I think maybe I was just seeing into next year with my wide open third Mm. eye when they have Bob and Artemi Panarin. Yeah. So actually, I was just more right than this this timeline could handle. (laughs) (laughs) Your third eye was just too open. (laughs) Yeah, I can see that. And I and I love that. I think they'd have a wonderful time. Would Bob Luongo still be there? Yeah, that's if, what I was going to ask. Yeah, we have no rules. We can do whatever we want in this our love connection. Okay, that's true. We are in charge. Uh, and the rules are that I think Roberto Luongo, like, having Bob over for dinner would be, like, a wonderful time. Like, just... Well, yeah. and even if we're speaking in reality, too, because, like, they are actually going after him, like, Bob... It's hard. There's a Baberto and a Bobrovsky in this situation. <laughs> yeah, and I'm about true. a half a bottle of wine deep. So in that reason, maybe he can't be on the same team for name reasons. It's a little confusing for me, Eva, when I'm tipsy. So let's maybe try again, NHL. <laughs> um, but he is like, he, he Roberto Luongo is pretty injury prone right now, I feel like. He's 800 years old. He's like an elderly cat. He's got brittle bones. He is very old. He's super old, and he is injury prone. Do you think that he's going to retire? I don't uh, know if he's going to retire, right but I think I can see why they want to bring in someone who's kind of like going to be his replacement mm, down the road. Yeah, sure. I guess the question would just rather be whether Bobrovsky wants to be second fiddle or if he even would be i don't know i think he'd be know. number one they no, they'd launch he would. sorry bobby but they'd launch him for bobrovsky yeah, they would 100%. i think so and yeah it's true Woof. um but but it would be nice again in the same way that like uh connor mcdavid on the sharks would be bad for us but nice for him uh you know our we make the rules now it's not about what the team would actually do uh it's about Sergey Bobrovsky having a nice time in Jacksonville seeing some exotic pets at a gas station. <laughs> like, he's going to have a great time. Have a great time. I actually think he would have a great time doing that. <laughs> I do, though. too. You know, he has I that do energy. Too. Uh, so, 
Carey Price has actually signed, like, multiple extensions with the Habs, and he seems happy, but, like, I don't think he's happy, and I don't care for it. I disagree. You think he's happy there? You think we're just going to leave him? I think Carey Price would be unhappy if he didn't have spite in his life. He needs an enemy, and he needs to fight against the enemy. Otherwise, he's going to find the enemy himself. That's really true. We really can't. He had love with P.K. Subban. Uh, mm-hmm. And the memory of that is really enough to sustain him this Valentine's Day. So maybe we should. Just I think leave we him. could bring him some love connection if we wanted to, but I think he needs the management to hate in order That's to flourish. Mm-hmm. That's really true. I I went through the Senators, the Ottawa Senators roster. They are, as we have discussed many times, uh, historically momentously bad. Uh, so I went through to see if there's like anyone worth rescuing, but like no, I don't know, like ship. if there is, like I don't know her. Like no. real Matt short Duchesne, segment. Shane, no, he made yeah. his bed and he can lie yes. in it. Like yeah. who Mark did? Stone, hoops. Don't, Ooh, I don't know him. Moving on. Greg Anderson. Huh. Moving on. You guys can die alone in Ottawa. Yeah. Uh, so this one actually, like, he doesn't seem that unhappy. Like, it seems like he's kind of fine. Um, but I want to I want to see him joyful. And uh, his name is Alex Chucky Galchenyuk. Where are we going to send that boy? Where is he going to go for love? I want him on the stars. <gasps> what? Oh, I love the stars, too. I also was going to say the Canucks. That's a good one. <gasps> I was going to say Canucks. Mm. These are two excellent options. Let's start with the stars. Why would we say the stars? Well, I was just thinking um, he they have a very, like, we're all girlfriends, you know what I mean, energy. And I think that he would, mm-hmm. like, fit right yeah. into that. Tyler's 24 um, girlfriends. Yes, Tyler's 24. Like, he would be a great. Oh, he would make a great workout girlfriend for Tyler. Yes. Yes, that's that's what yeah. I was really thinking is like that's the vibe. And I think that he really likes to be warm, like in warm climates uh, based true. on how often he is shirtless outside. That bitch loves Miami. So um, <laughs> that would be a great, you know, environment for him climate wise. True. Uh, and I yep. think that he would look really cute in a cowboy hat. He wouldn't so good in a cowboy. That's a great option. But why would we also say the Canucks? Let's talk about the Canucks for a quick sec. It's a similar like frat idiot energy. Like, yeah. I think what he needs is a bunch of bros who, number one, are not the worst. Right. Because like, you know, like I wouldn't say that the, the Yotes are not like a, a bro-ish energy, but I would say that they're not good. Um, but no. I do think he needs to succeed, but also not be the only one who has to succeed. So he needs to yes. be on a team with many boys who are good and also who are idiots so that yes. he can like feel like he's amongst his own people. Mm-hmm. But I do also think he would benefit from having like one smart alien telling him to go over there and... Mm-hmm do this one thing i think that would be helpful for him but i also agree katie that he likes to wear a tank top and i don't think he can wear wear a tank top in vancouver for one week in the summer and he's not even there so like a tank top when he's feeling modest but you know what i just thought of (laughs) that kind of takes the stars out is the fucking stars management blasting their you know like he doesn't need that again i know but we were living in our fantasy world where we're the stars management oh okay well in that case then it can stay but yeah 
not with current. I do think the management of the Canucks are a nice one because they're very much like they're very chilled out now. Like they spent a long time being like really annoying and like needing to trade and stuff and making some bad choices. But now they've kind of come to the point of like, we're just going to be patient and like wait it out. And these little idiots are going to get it together someday. Maybe not this year. Maybe next year. (laughs) Who knows? It's fun. It's a fun, sexy surprise. Um, And I I think that would be good for his his feelings. I love this. All right, you guys, I think we've made some really beautiful love connections. There are a few more left to make and we can make them on a later date because uh, we're as we transition on- out of this segment can i just ask a question real quick yeah go ahead chuck talking about chucky made me wonder this why do russians love miami so much they just do they it's like the i think it's the equivalent of like gilding flowers at your wedding chaotic good energy Fair yeah enough. like i'll take it it's and luxury flashy bright everyone has a great ass like it sounds awesome i get it yeah. the music is loud I dig it. Yeah, they're very into EDM there. There's a lot of Russians there already. Yeah, and it doesn't snow. So if I were from Russia, I might really be done with snow for a while. I might really want to just go to Florida. Also, Miami is just like dope in general. It's like a really... I've never been to Miami. It's super fun. The clubs don't close (gasps) there until like 5 a.m. Let's go. Try guys go to Miami video. Try guys go yeah. to Miami. <laughs> yeah. We can get the linen suits and smoke cigars. Yeah. I already wear a linen suit on the regs. Yeah. We'll get you your vacation linen suit though. <laughs> All right. We're going to move to listener questions. Uh, so before we get into those, I just want to say that you guys did an amazing job last night when we asked. Uh, this was on Saturday night uh, when... I hope some of you were had been out and doing cool stuff, but I was sitting by myself and I was like, I want to know uh, who everybody else's shameboats are. And you guys killed it. <laughs> it was an incredible thread. Please, if you haven't read it, go to our Twitter and read it. It's incredible. Can I say, here are the people who showed up a lot. Uh, one, Tyler Sagan. That's not, not a shameboat. Shame That's a no, trash boat. It can be. It can be a shameboat. It, it can, can be a shame. It can. That's true. The, the definition of shameboat is very broad. If you can be ashamed of it. If you are ashamed, then yes, that is a shameboat. Uh, I would like to make a taxonomic distinction for trash boats, which is like a person who's just like a fundamentally full of trash. But like also <laughs> you're like, I get it. I totally understand why I'm into this. And that would be the Tyler Sagan. But OK. Uh, the other one who showed up a lot is uh, Jack Eichel. Jack Eichel. What? Who? That's what? a real. Okay, don't say what, because we're a supportive podcast. No, no, no this is why it's a not. shame boat. It's allowed. I'm allowed to what it. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I disagree. Wait, Kelly, uh, what? And I can see it. I can see it. Like, I'm not personally interested, but I enjoy someone who is going to be really pissy in an interview. <laughs> That's uh, and he's That's really pissy point. in an interview. So, listen. You know what? Each to their own. Absolutely to each their own. I think I've pretty well established that I think anyone should do whatever the fuck they want, basically, at all times. However, (laughs) if the concept of a shame boat is that your people go what at it, as I was whatted by many people, (laughs) I am going to what that one. Yeah. And just take that as certification that it was a good choice. It was a great choice. Yeah, it was a great choice for shame boat because I'm going to shame you about it. It's a... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's why we're here. That's what we're doing. We're here to question all of your choices. All of them. <laughs> That's wonderful. We love them and you. And we love them and we love you yeah, so much. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but what? But also what? No, yeah, absolutely. 
so every answer was incredible. Um, there were a couple of you guys who were like, I can't say, but I will DM you if you ask. And I was like, oh, come on. Like, this is a safe space. Like, just come out. Come out and say it. Go ahead. Sing out. Come Hang on. Hang out with us. Tell us. I don't want to DM you because I don't want to seem needy, but I have to know what you think. So, you know, just tell Especially me. Especially if it's just like Sidney Crosby or something. And it's like, it's yeah, okay. <laughs> like, and well, like, you should be ashamed. I also understand where obviously. this is coming from. Um, and this is a very common one. So It sure is, yep. babies. It's a big one. All right. So thank you so much for participating in that. I cannot wait to make you do it some more because it's fun. It's really fun. It was so good. I thank you guys. I loved I love that thread so much. Um, so let's get into some questions. Anonymous on Tumblr said, inspired by the latest episode, brackets, I don't know which episode this was. I'm so sorry. Sometimes it takes us a while. But uh, they said, which hockeys are the classic horror movie trope characters? The dumb blonde, the horny couple, the jock, the badass, the first to die, the last survivor. And most importantly, who is the murderer? What do you guys well, think? Yes, Kelly. The dumb blonde is Brock Besser. Yeah. I can see it. Yep. 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 Katie? The murderer and the last survivor are both Nicholas Backstrom somehow. <laughs> yep. That's the plot twist. <laughs> yep. Is it like a fight club situation where he has to like murder part of his brain? That's yeah. Like it's like testing? it's like minority report or something like that. He has to like go back and Spoiler tell. alert. For both I don't even. Katie, I've I never seen remember. Minority Report. I haven't seen Minority <laughs> Report since like 2004. So I have no idea what ended up happening in that movie. But something twisty like that. And the yeah. uh, first to die is Andre Burakovsky. Oh, absolutely, 100%. And he's also the horny couple. Like, yes. I don't know who <laughs> else. <laughs> both halves. Maybe, like, Tom Wilson. I don't know. <laughs> Could be. Can I give you two? Yes, please. Juice survives. Yep. Mm-hmm. Final girl, Kristen Juice. And foils the murderer. Isn't there usually, like, a virgin, too? <laughs> yeah. That's the final girl in general, yeah. right? That's how that works. Jamie Ben. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way Jamie Benn is surviving. <laughs> Those are two very different models, right, of the final girl. Because, like, the final girl can either be, like, wily and, like, make her way out of situations based on her wits and, and mm-hmm. intuition and grit. And that's the Christian Juice final girl. Or they can be Jamie Benn. <laughs> yeah, or you can just be, like, a stupid idiot, but, like, you haven't had sex. So, like, it's <laughs> You guys... I didn't even come on the show because really I knew you'd be cool. mean to me about it. It's not cool. <laughs> I don't think it's nice to try and murder people. Jamie, I'm so I'm so sorry. You know we're just kidding. You know we love you. I know we you love him do. so much. I love you guys too. Okay, bye. Okay, get out of uh, here, big guy. He's gone. He definitely is the virgin, though, for sure, for sure, for sure. Isn't that uh, nice? I want to know who the jock is who like charges into danger and then gets murdered immediately. Who's that? Alex Ovechkin. Alex, <laughs> that's not if yeah. Nikki's the murderer. Yeah. I was gonna say I yeah. Was gonna say Tom I Wilson. said Tom Wilson. I was gonna say Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson too. Or Tom yep. Wilson could also be Tom Wilson for sure. I mean, yep. he's he's mother's angel though. He's mother boy. So they're they're <laughs> two sides boy. of the same coin. I already made that joke. We already made that joke in a past episode, but it's still funny. Koozie is the comic relief who turns out to be the murderer. Like, yeah. you think that he's the comic relief and he died, but actually he's the murderer the whole time. <laughs> or he could be the one you think is, like, kind of a doofus, but, like, ends up outsmarting, 
outsmartering the murderer. <laughs> no, you know who's the final girl for real? Carter mm-hmm. Hart, y'all. Ooh. Oh, yeah, no, oh, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's got purity of spirit and quickness of wit. And a can-do so. attitude. And is a verge. And a can-do attitude. <laughs> and friends who would die for him. Literally. And have bones like yeah. so that they'll die first. Looking at you, <laughs> Nolan Patrick. Claude Giroux leaping his slutty, slutty body in front of that knife to save Oh, yeah, Carter Wayne Hart. Simmons might be jock. He loves to, like, run into trouble. He loves mm-hmm. it. But I think he'd survive. He's too good at surviving. No, I think Wayne Simmons is going to live. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's going to, like, look like he's going to attack someone, and, like, he's literally, he's just leaving. (laughs) Who's the first flyer to die? Is it Travis Konechny? Do we even need to It is definitely Travis Konechny, for sure. Okay, great. Although I think it could also be Claude Giroux, because he'd be the one who'd go and check the basement, because he'd have to. Oh, that's true, yeah. And he sinned by fucking, so. They'd make him go first, and then he'd die. All right, this is going to be a great movie. I genuinely can't wait to watch this movie. I think it's going to be amazing. (laughs) Once again, we're giving Hollywood free fucking ideas. (sighs) Uh, so what a waste. So the second question, very straightforward. Anonymous on Tumblr asked, where do you guys play fantasy hockey? And uh, also, how do you? I want to have a fantasy team next season, but I have no clue where to start. Uh, we do it on Yahoo. Uh, and Yahoo, Yahoo gives you all of the instructions. So that is and how And you don't do have it. to understand what they mean. You don't. Either. Nope. They're like, do you want rotisserie scoring? And we're just like, yes. And they're like, do you want a limit on how many games played? And we're like, no. Yeah. That sounds like a chicken. Let's do it. (laughs) Yeah. So it's stupid. All you have to do is like get some friends, sign up for a Yahoo account, which I know you haven't had since 2004, but just get one. It's fine. Uh, And then you can play fantasy hockey. And if you're like Kelly and you win, then they let you into a special league where you can win money. So... And that's cool. Um, and then our third question uh, is from a totally anonymous person, and I don't know who it is. They said, I get what backchecking is, which is like scrambling back to get the puck after you've had it in the offensive zone. But what is forechecking? Like, is it just skating? Is it like trying to get goals? Is that forechecking? Uh, and by the way, like this person actually said in their question, like, this is not Rave asking this question. Like, it's an anonymous person asking, they said. They said, actually, they said Rave knows the answer, but she just wants to know if, like, you guys also know the answer. Before uh, Kelly gives a real answer, can I just say yes, something about please, it? Please, Eva. I have, I, I have dropped the word for checking so, so many, many times. times. I have no <laughs> fucking idea what it means. I, I don't know. No yeah, I will also say uh, that... Babe, that's not right. How <laughs> you put What's it in the right? question about backchecking. Uh, the important thing <sighs> about backchecking is that it's in your uh, defensive zone. So yeah, but so no, 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 no. It's when you lose possession in your defensive zone around your goalie. So if like we're the Caps, we're around Holtz, we're in the defensive zone. We okay. lost the puck. The bad boys have the puck now. It's us forwards checking, forwards checking. So like okay, going back. Like, all the way back from where you were. Yes. You were already at the other goal. You got to skate all the way back to the other end. It's hard and annoying, and you don't want to do it. And by you, I mean Evgeny Kuznetsov. When you've no, been I, in the offensive zone, and then you go all the way back, and you check, they, and you play defensively. That's, I think that might be back-checking. Back-checking, That's right? what I'm trying to explain, is the back-checking, the issue is not being in the, having been in the offensive zone. The issue is being in the defensive zone. Okay, so even, so I'm Which right, explain and I, that is... That is a kind of back-checking that I have described, but it is not all back-checking. 
Right. Yeah, the reason why I explain it that way is that you do back check only in the defensive zone as you do forechecking in the offensive zone. So okay. when you lose control of the puck in the offensive zone and the bad boys have the puck, your checking to get back get the puck back is forechecking if it's in your offensive zone. If you're mm. near the other goal, you're trying to score a goal, you're close to the mean goalie, you don't like that goalie, you're close to that goalie, it's easier, like forechecking is happening there when you already have a close chance. Does that make sense? So picture this, you're Yevgeny Kuznetsov. So while we're forechecking, they're backchecking? Yes, they are. Um, If you're Yevgeny Kuznetsov and you want to score a goal, let's say you're scoring a goal against uh, Sergei Bobrovsky. You're close to Bobrovsky, but the puck just slipped off of your your stick and it's like, oh no, now some other dude has it. If you're in... If he's still close to Sergei Bobrovsky in his offensive zone and he's checking this guy up against the board trying to get the puck back, mm-hmm. that's for checking because he's already close to the goal. But back checking is if somebody, if, if somebody in the Columbus team steals the puck and then goes careening down the other end of the ice and Kuzi has to skate all the way over there and it's like really hard and he doesn't want to go all the way though. It's really hard. He doesn't want to do it. That would be back checking if he did it. Okay. He, but but he won't. But okay. But he won't. So, <laughs> so it's hard. I got like eighty percent of the way there with you, I did. and then I started thinking about corn dogs. So I'm sorry. <laughs> this is trying too because Kelly's answers are so clear and 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 like it just makes everything right for me usually. And this one I'm like struggling with. But let me let me ask. I mean I'm not struggling. I obviously know. But like if yes. the asker were here, I think they would be like, what? Uh, I think the asker. <laughs> Of this question might say something like, uh, so a defenseman can't back check. Is that right? Well, they... A defenseman is just back checking all the time? Yeah, but that's their job. So they're going to have to do it. So no one's going to okay. be like, that Carlson... Great back check on. by John yeah, Carlson. Yeah, because it's like, that's literally your job. You <laughs> literally stand, you're like there yeah. in the defensive zone already, buddy. Like, that's not that hard for you. My, my rubric, I think, for this is like, is Alexander Semen going to do this or is he going to make Nicholas Backstrom do this? <laughs> For checking, sometimes he will do it. Back checking, no, he's never going to do it. Nicholas Backstrom has to do it. Okay, okay. So is it purely a geographic distinction? Is it literally just, yes. is this happening in the offensive zone or is it happening yes. in the defensive zone? So if yes. it's happening in the offensive zone, it's forechecking. Yes. If it's happening in the defensive zone by your own goalie, it's backchecking. Yes, if you're trying to get the puck back, yes. Wow. But if you're the other team, it's opposite. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you're the uh, yeah, because it's it's your your defensive or offensive. Yeah. So. It's stage right, you guys. That's totally <laughs> different. It's stage right. It's starboard. I'm not gonna remember this whatsoever. I I'm gonna try. It's purely geographic. Where are you trying to get the puck? Is it near your goalie, or is it far away from your goalie? Gone already. Okay, but so then forechecking literally is trying to get a goal. Oh, it's hockey. Well, okay. well, not really. <laughs> trying to get the puck back. Not trying really. Because it's trying to get, it's yeah, it's trying to get the puck back to get a goal. Yeah. But it's not like scoring. That's not the, it's not like. It's just it's, try. It's just about You puck lost possession. the puck. You want it back. You Got want it. that puck back. So that's back, why it's like, would it Alex Semin do this? Obviously, Alex Semin would try to get a goal. But like, would he like really work for it if they had the puck? Yeah, like no, working he in the not. corners <laughs> and like, you know, like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you know when you watch uh, Nicholas Backstrom, he's always the first one in the scrum along the boards trying to get the puck back, doing all the hard and gritty work, doing all the shit no, work. No, I do not know as, that. As you say, doing all the shit work. He's the, the one work? who does the forecheck and the back check all the time. Uh, yeah. it, it, that's, you know, it's hard. It's hard and annoying work because people bump into you and like, 
it's just a pain in the ass. So And he's a sexy little martyr. That's why people make a big deal out of it. Because like eventually someone has to go to the board and get the fucking puck. You can't just like wait there. Could you pass it to me, please? Link, please, Got can it. you do it? Yeah. It's Got like it. when my students are like, Miss Kelly, Miss Kelly, can you please sharpen this pencil? It's like it's right over there. It. Just like sharpen your do own it. pencil pen. But you know, why not? I know. No one wants to. All right. Well, that actually makes great sense. Thank you so much, Kelly. Uh, which, again, uh, I already knew. But uh, but mm. for those of you who didn't, then that's this. I bet that was really helpful. I wouldn't know. Uh, so that's it from us this week. Follow us and ask us questions and tell us stuff across the internet. Uh, we are at You Can't Do Hockey on Twitter. We are at You Can't Do That Pod on Tumblr. Or you can email us at you can't do that pod at gmail.com. And a great way to support us is by rating and reviewing the pod on your platform of choice. Uh, so here's one that we really, really enjoyed from Science Bones on Apple Podcasts. Do I have to burp? I can't tell. Give me a second. Burp me like I a do. baby. Sorry. <laughs> Dog, have you ever been burped as an adult? It's great. No, is it amazing? Yeah, it feels so good. Oh my God. Well, Science Bones, I appreciate that little preamble <laughs> to your review. I'm so but sorry. I love this so much. Uh, the headline of this review is Everything You Could Ever Want. And here's the review says, This podcast is the ultimate hockey experience. Why, quote, watch a game, unquote, when you could instead luxuriate in the sensation of lounging on your sofa while four exquisitely voiced witches instruct you in the deepest truths of the sport. From tough topics like racism and xenophobia to equally tough topics like how to find attractive players in a sport awash with white men who have all the appeal of raw oatmeal, let Rave, Eva, Katie, and Kelly tell you everything you've ever needed to know about hockey. Listening to this podcast made me feel simultaneously like a powerful hockey know-it-all in my own right, and like TJ Oshie's tiny fat toddler being lovingly (laughs) yet condescendingly instructed by the village witches. Do yourself a favor by funneling this podcast directly into your brain at the earliest opportunity. Thank you so much. I love that review so much. I love that review. It just feels so joy. good. That's better than our whole podcast. It's better. Than- <laughs> Shut up, Matt. They don't have to know that. It's true, but we shouldn't. You say oversold it. it. God damn it. Our producers are Danielle Savoy and Laura Reinecke. Our theme music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder, and our cover art was designed by Kay Wilson. We will be back next Wednesday with another episode. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Rave. I'm Katie. I'm Eva. And I'm Kelly. And as Yevgeny Kuznetsov said about statistics, I don't like in this league so many focusing on that. It's kind of bullshit, I think. (laughs) Great. Cosine. Woo!